Welcome to Belly Dance Alchemy, a captivating blend of the best elements of career and professional development and the magic of belly dance. I'm your host, Kelly Nottingham. Ready to make your day job sparkle and your dance life grow in new and inspiring ways? Let's see what we can brew up. Hello, dear listeners, and thank you for your patience with this slightly delayed episode. As many of you may have seen on the news, uh, and some of you probably experienced firsthand, Texas went through some really horrible winter weather last week, really, really colder than we're used to, and frankly, our infrastructure just couldn't handle it. Uh, My household is fine now. It's just taken us a little while to get everything back up and running like normal, including uh, the podcasting schedule. But we're back in the saddle now, as we say here in Texas, and ready to discuss a topic that's been on my mind a lot lately, fixed versus growth mindsets. Now, believe it or not, it's already planting season here in Southeast Texas, the part of Texas that I'm in. And uh, yes, even with the bizarro deep freeze temperatures that we had last week, it's now back up to 79 degrees here today. That's 26 degrees Celsius. So part of us getting back in the saddle, so to speak, was to get our food gardens planted as soon as possible because it's planting season and the weather uh, last week actually put us behind schedule. So I thought through this topic of fixed versus growth mindsets while planting my gardens this week. I actually get a lot of creative ideas while playing in the dirt. So a fixed mindset is one that says that you're born with a set level of intelligence talent or skill or ability. You may say things to yourself like, I'm just not an organized person, or um, I have a natural talent for whatever, or I don't want to try that because I may fail. A growth mindset, on the other hand, looks at intelligence, talents, skills, and abilities as something that can be developed. Just because you weren't born a math person doesn't mean that you can't develop great skill in math by studying and working at it. So as I dug in the dirt this week, putting my seeds into their little spots in the garden, um, this thought came up. If a seed sees itself as a seed only, it will always be a seed. Even if a seed is told you are able to become a squash plant or a watermelon or a cucumber, the seed who sees itself only as a seed will stay a seed. It will keep its little shell locked tight. It takes the seed being willing to let its shell crack, being vulnerable, and taking in the nutrients that are around it, the soil and the water, and eventually the sun, to become something bigger than a seed. Now, letting a shell crack means that it's no longer a whole seed, and that's risky. In its shell, it's protected. Once it opens, there is the potential to fail, to grow, to fail, to thrive. Maybe it'll get eaten. But if it never lets itself be more than a seed, it will always be just a seed. And it will miss out on the opportunity to become a little seedling plant. And then to be a full-size plant, to vine out, to see the sun, to feel the rain, and to produce a fruit or a vegetable that in turn will create its own little seeds and continue to spread and grow beyond what one little seed ever thought it could be. 
Now, we have a lot of little seeds within us. We have more than one area of our lives where we have mindsets, either fixed or growth, about ourselves and what's possible for ourselves. We may be willing to grow in certain areas, but hold ourselves back in others because that's just not who we are. Or we just don't believe that we could ever do something different or bigger or riskier than what we believe about ourselves. So in this episode, we're taking a look at how to find those fixed mindsets within ourselves, those closed off seeds, and ways that we can start to let ourselves see the possibilities if we just let that shell crack open. So let's start off with a few questions. I'd like for you to think back to the last time, the most recent time that you accomplished something that you set out to do. What did you say to yourself on the inside about why you accomplished that thing? What was the cause of your success? Now, the first thoughts that came to your mind, did you say something to yourself like, I succeeded because I'm smart? Or I succeeded because I'm talented. Or I succeeded because I got lucky. Or I succeeded because I worked really hard at that. Or I learned how to do it well. Or I was persistent and kept trying. Now think back to the last time that you tried and failed at something. Or you took something on that wasn't as successful as maybe you'd hoped it would be. What did you say to yourself about why it didn't work out? What caused your failure? Now, did you say something like, I failed because I'm not good at that kind of thing, or I'm just not cut out for that, or I just didn't bother really trying very hard, or I didn't succeed, but I learned something, or I'll know better next time, or, oh, well, nobody's perfect. So these two scenario types can tell us, if we're being honest with ourselves, a lot about whether we tend toward a fixed or a growth mindset. So I'd like to introduce you to some research by Carol Dweck, a researcher at Stanford University, who's quite well known for her work on fixed and growth mindsets. She describes them like this, quote, in a fixed mindset, students believe their basic abilities their intelligence, their talents are just fixed traits. They have a certain amount and that's that. And then their goal becomes to look smart all the time and never look dumb. In a growth mindset, students understand that their talents and abilities can be developed through effort, good teaching, and persistence. They don't necessarily think everyone's the same or anyone can be Einstein, but they believe everyone can get smarter if they work at it end quote. In other words, a fixed mindset says, I was born with this level of talent or intelligence and that will never change. I am a blank type of person. For example, I'm a procrastinator. I'm organized. I'm not organized. I'm not a math person. I'm just not good at blank or I'm naturally good at blank. Now the tricky part here is that people who have a fixed mindset will believe that their fixed mindset is completely normal. They think that this is the way it is and may have a fixed mindset around never being able to change the fixed mindset into a growth mindset. So that is level one of this whole fixed versus growth question. Now, where do these fixed mindsets and growth mindsets come from? Now, there are a lot of theories here, but here's one that really jumped out at me as I was doing my research. Many of us were told as children, Things like, 
you're so smart or you're so talented when we learn something without a lot of perceived effort from our perspective as children. Now, this theory isn't saying that telling a child that she's smart is bad. Please understand that. But as a child, if these natural traits uh, are internalized, the idea of being born with a an intelligence or a skill, if they're how we begin to understand ourselves and how we interact with the world, then we may be more likely to develop a fixed mindset around that area of ourselves. Just like if we see others being praised for having a natural talent, we can begin to understand that you're either born with it or you aren't. Meanwhile, children who were told or internalized lessons like, you worked really hard for this, or look at how far you've come, or look at your soccer or football skills when you started versus where you are now. Those types of ideas help children and can help us as adults to develop a growth mindset because we begin to see the path that it took to get us from point A to point B. Talent or skill isn't static. It's something we can cultivate and grow. Some of you may be saying to yourselves, I totally have a growth mindset. I mean, I'm listening to a professional development podcast right now. You don't listen to that if you don't have a growth mindset. Well, here is an interesting phenomenon. You may have a fixed mindset in certain areas of life and a growth mindset in others. Or you may have a, what I like to call, superficial level of growth mindset, but underneath it is a fixed mindset. So what do I mean by these? You may be growth-oriented and open to learning with your hobbies or with a part of your life that isn't central to your deep-down identity. But let's say if your communication skills are questioned by someone, you get defensive because you're just learning to macrame as a hobby and maybe you don't consider yourself a creative person, so there's no pressure there. But you are a great communicator and you pride yourself on your communication skills and your natural ability to communicate effectively. Or with the idea of a superficial level of growth mindset, I'm going to give you a personal example that happened to me earlier this week, and honestly, that I have been struggling with um, as I realized that my growth mindset in some areas was not as uh, strong as I thought it was. So I recently entered a dance video feedback thing. Uh, I got another friend to sign up to, and we both worked on our dance videos. Now, five of the people's submissions would get selected to be in this online gala show. Guess what happened? Yep, my friend got selected and she absolutely deserved to because she did a phenomenal job, but I didn't get chosen. Now, I have no idea what criteria they were using to pick. For all I know, they had a bunch of other people using the same song that I did. I also know that this was by far not a great performance for me. I was literally filming in the dance studio where I teach an hour and a half drive from my house during the big winter storm warning last week. So I had one eye on the clock and one eye on the weather outside and I wasn't focused on what I was doing like I should have been. And it was also my first dance performance in over a year. But even knowing that this wasn't a great performance for me, after finding out I wasn't selected, my ego was bruised and my pride was hurting. 
I didn't do my best work, but I went ahead and submitted it because I want the feedback. That's a growth mindset kind of thing to do, right? But to not be selected, even though I thought I had mentally prepared for the probability of not being selected, it hurt. I had this internal bully that suddenly came out, this fixed mindset bully who showed up and said, see, I told you you're not good at this. I told you not to try. You should give up. You're never going to be good enough. You're never going to be able to do the things you want because they're just not within you to be able to do. That spiral of self-recrimination and that feeling of not having what it takes is 100% a fixed mindset thing. Now, the irony of this whole situation is that getting selected wasn't even the point of why I submitted. I I didn't submit to get chosen. I submitted to get feedback because I know I have a lot to learn. But that fixed mindset part of myself that's deep down that said, yeah, but if I'm actually talented, I wouldn't have to make a ton of effort, popped up anyway. It was below that growth level that I thought was the full level of my mindset. I think this is one of those things that affects a lot of us and we may not even realize it until something throws a spanner into the works. We think that things should be easy for us because we feel like if we had natural smarts or natural talents, we shouldn't have to work that hard. It's not laziness. It's not being spoiled or entitled. People with a fixed mindset are working. We just may not be giving ourselves credit that we're working on things. We're relying on the idea that we have to have a natural ability and not on the actual work we've been doing or the progress that we've made. When the going gets tough, a fixed mindset says that talent or ability has been granted from outside of us, so there's nothing that we can do. We end up giving up, we move on to something else, or we give up on our dreams. We may expect to be immediately good at something. If it's hard, it's not for us. But we don't realize that we succeeded in the past because we worked at getting good at something, but maybe we just didn't see it as work. We learn to walk, to speak, to write, to drive a car, but we often don't remember the process of learning how we did those things, looking back, because one, we were young. Two, we were really excited about it, open-minded about it. And three, we were likely encouraged to try, to experiment, and to keep going. Nobody's going to tell a baby who's trying to walk to give up if they don't get it right away, or that since they couldn't walk on the first try, they obviously weren't meant to ever walk. You keep telling the baby to keep trying, right? So this fixed mindset is built on a foundation of an external locus of control. We've talked about the locus of control in other episodes, but just to review really quickly. Locus of control is the extent to which a person feels that he or she has control of their own life. Someone with an external locus of control believes that the situation is out of their hands and outside forces determine whether or not you'll succeed. Talent, intelligence, and skill were given at birth to them, so you either have it or you don't. A person with an internal locus of control 
believes that they are in control of their own destiny, that they have the ability to take control of themselves and their situations and to make changes to their skills, talents, and intelligence. Now, here's another way to identify where in your life you may have a fixed mindset. If you tend to be competitive or jealous, or you frequently compare yourself to others. Now, this is a theory I came up with while digging in the dirt in my garden and thinking about my recent situation that I went through. Fixed mindsets are scarcity-based and competitive, while growth mindsets are abundance-based and non-competitive. If we see talent and intelligence and skill as coming from outside of ourselves, something that's given to us by the universe, it means we can't make it for ourselves, which means that there's only a certain amount in the world to go around. Some people get a double scoop of ability. Some people only get a half a scoop and you're stuck with whatever amount you got. This causes a feeling of competitiveness and a need to compare ourselves to others. A fixed mindset, by its very nature, says that there is a comparison to others to be made. If I'm a naturally talented person, it's in comparison to others that I am talented. Otherwise, there's no way to know that I actually have talent, right? The talent of others becomes a measuring stick that we're measured against. Meanwhile, a growth mindset is fluid. It's more of a spectrum. It's not based on comparison with other people unless it's helpful as inspiration or maybe a recommended path for ways to develop. But it's not a comparison in the same way as a fixed mindset. If we have a growth mindset that says we have the ability to develop skill in this thing, that means we can give ourselves a bigger scoop of that skill because we control the scooper. And the most effective comparison to make with a growth mindset is how much we've been able to scoop for ourselves from when we started learning something to the present. So now that we see the benefits of a growth mindset and how we can identify whether we have fixed or growth mindsets, let's talk about some strategies to move from fixed to growth. Here's another quote from Carol Dweck, our Stanford University researcher. The hand you are dealt is just the starting point for development. I really like that quote. So like most worthwhile things, it takes time, awareness, and vigilance to become aware of our mindsets and to change them, but it absolutely can be done. So here's some ways to build your growth mindset. Catch the thought when it happens and ask yourself for proofs for and against. What is the truth about the situation? When you think that you've failed, replace the word fail with learn and actively look for cause and effect without emotion involved. It's kind of like a math problem. This plus this equaled that. This situation plus this reaction equaled this outcome. This can help us to learn a different approach. So basically, we're looking at what constructive lessons can we learn from the situation instead of looking at judgments that we would make about ourselves. When you feel maybe like you're not succeeding or you're not succeeding as well or as fast as someone else, take a moment to look at where you started, where you are now, 
and how far you've come. Recognize when you're holding yourself back from giving your all. We hold ourselves back to protect ourselves from failure. So we say things in a fixed mindset like, I guess I'll try. I guess I'll try is completely fixed mindset that says we are expecting to fail versus in a growth mindset that we're going to try something because we're expecting to learn. Check your defensiveness. If you get defensive, what part of you is feeling threatened? Where is that coming from? Learn about your hero's failures. Study how someone that you respect or look up to got their start. Look at their missteps and look at how they grew. Embrace the word yet, as in, I can't do this yet, or I haven't learned that yet. Ask for feedback from other people. Yes, it's scary. Yes, it's sometimes threatening, especially when we've built up an identity around that aspect of our lives. Someone's feedback is scary to ask for. But remember, it is their perspective, and it can be so helpful to get that outside perspective. We are not islands of solitude, and we are not competing with every other island out there to be an island. We're all connected. We work together. We interact. And getting feedback from someone else's perspectives can open up new ways of looking at your own growth. So we've covered a lot in this episode, both ideas and experiences and some theories. So let's take this one for a final spin. Over the next week, think back on what you were told about yourself by adults during your childhood. Were you praised for innate talents or for growing or practicing skills? How many of those beliefs have you held on to and kept? Next, catch any moments of jealousy or competition feelings this week. Where is that coming from? What part of yourself feels threatened or defensive? That may be an area where you have a fixed mindset. Third, jot down a skill that you scooped for yourself, something that maybe you didn't necessarily take to immediately, something that took some effort to learn how to do. What do you credit with your eventual success in that skill? Fixed mindsets are like blinders. They keep us in a narrow world of fear, trying to protect us from failure and from overreaching ourselves. But its view of the world and your place in it is very small with those blinders on. Now, in our next episode, we're going to be talking about imposter complex because that plays into this as well. But for now, imagine your world if you weren't held back by your fixed beliefs about your skills talents, strengths, and weaknesses. What would you want to do? What could you work on? How can you make a first few steps in that direction? All right, everybody, I'm going to go build some garden fence now. Take care, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and share the magic with your dance friends. If you want more, you can sign up for our mailing list at bellydancealchemy.org or you can email me your suggestions and feedback. I would love to hear from you at bellydancealchemypodcast at gmail.com. Bye.